Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, the title of the message that I'm going to be reading and speaking on is called God's Commands or Man's Traditions or That Which Defiles. And you can find this in Mark chapter 7 and I'll be reading from the NIV, the New International Version. All right. Let's begin. Uh, so that's chapter 7 and verse 1. The Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were defiled. That is unwashed. Verse 3. The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing holding to the traditions of the elders. Verse 4. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash, and they observe many other traditions, such as the washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. Verse 5. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of elders instead of eating the food with defiled hands? Just remember, the defiled hands were unwashed hands. Oh, which back then they would call it defiled hands or dirty hands, you know. All right, continuing, verse 6. He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites as it is written. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules, verse 8. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. Verse 9, and he continued, You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. So what was happening here is um, God gave him the main Ten Commandments, and then um, after that there were certain rules and stuff that they had to abide by because uh, they were his chosen people, the Jewish people. But what happened as the years went by, and the farther, uh, the farther away they got away um, from the uh, the original. That means uh, uh, Moses, who uh, who got his commands from God, because uh, God would talk to Moses and Aaron, and he would tell them, uh, tell the people. This, that, or whatever, or, or to worship here and to sacrifice this, that, or whatever. But what happened is, like as the years went by, then they, oh, they had uh, created more stuff, like more rules and all this, and probably because they were like you know, because people like to control other people, and they like to you know, like be in high places and be over folks or whatever, and so they like to tell them, hey, you got to do this and that and whatever, you know. But see, that's what happens. They got away from God's commands, and they created their own commands. So basically, they corrupted what God had created, and they had corrupted it. It's pretty much how every country has the same thing going on. Most governments have corruption. Some have a little bit. Some have a lot. Like here in America, where I'm speaking from, I'm from the founding fathers till now. Um, right now they're like 
they've been um, corrupted for year, probably the last um, 30, 40 years, and we're just not seeing it where it's come to light because it's been hidden for so long. But uh, so what's happened is they got, you know, they're breaking the American Constitution that we have, like, you know, the, the freedom of speech and um, the First Amendment and Second Amendment, you know, the freedom to carry arms and stuff. They've they've corrupted that by by cities and here towns, you know, who've made rules saying, well, you got to have a license for this. You can't have this. You can't have that. When the Constitution is very clear that, yes, you can, you know, and and, and she, should not be infringed or shall not be infringed, you know, but that's where we're at. Because anytime man has something to do with it, he corrupts everything, you know, just how it is. I mean, you know, because we started here as a godly country, but over the uh, over 200 years and some more, um, we see where, where we've come a long way, and even in the education system, it's the same thing. Okay, so let's go to verse 9. And he continued to have fine, fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. Verse 10, for Moses, Moses said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. Verse 11, but you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is Corbin, that is, devoted to God. Verse 12, that you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. Verse 13, thus you nullify the word of God by your tradition, that you have handed down and you do many things like that. All right, and verse 14 again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Verse 15, nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. Verse 17, after he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. Verse 18, are you so dull, he asked? Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them? Verse 19, for it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach and then out of the body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. In verse 20, he went on, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. Verse 21, for it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder. Verse 22, adultery, greed, malice, deceit. Lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. Verse 23. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. Okay, and we're switching over to another section, which is called Jesus Honors a, a Sufficient Woman's Faith. Excuse me, I'm uh, with a pronunciation there. Uh, so she humbled herself before God. Verse 24, Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence secret. Verse 25, in fact, as soon as she heard about him 
a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. Verse 26, the woman was a Greek, born in uh, Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. Verse 27, as Jesus speaking, first let the children eat all they want. He told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Verse 28, Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumb. Then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. Verse 30, she went home and found her ch child lying on the bed and the demon gone. You see, the whole thing is about humbling ourselves, and that's me included, humbling ourselves before the Lord. And being willing to repent, that means asking God for forgiveness, because we've known we've broken the Ten Commandments. You know, have you ever lied? What do you call someone who lies a liar? Have you ever stolen anything? No matter how much it's worth, it could be like a paper clip, borrow a paper clip and never bring it back, borrow a pen and never bring it back, whatever. That's called stealing, so that makes us a thief. Have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, he said, if you look at another person with lust, you've already committed adultery in your heart already. Have you ever hated, any, hated anyone? According to Jesus, he said, if anyone hates anybody, then he's already committed murder in his heart. You see, so that's just a few. There's some of the Ten Commandments. We've all broken them. So you see, that's why we need Jesus, because we've broken God's commands. You know, and, and I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, this podcast... Uh, whether you're listening to it on the audio or you're watching the audio on um, a video platform. But I'm assuming if you're listening to this that you're hungry for the word, you're you're seeking answers, or you're already a Christian, a Christian believer, and you're just trying to learn more so you can grow. Either way, it's a good thing, you know. But if you're listening here and you're kind of doubting everything, then, you know, I, I just want to let you know that... Uh, Christ, Christ is the answer, you know, and you can't go wrong with Christ, you can never go wrong with Christ, but anyway, so let me continue uh, reading here, um, here's just a short thing, it's found in Mark chapter 8, verse 34 to 38, the NIV, New International Version, and it is titled, The Way of the Cross, it's very short, then he called the crowd, to him, that's Jesus, along with his disciples, and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up the cross, and follow me. For whosoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Verse 36. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their, forfeit their soul? Verse 37. Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul, verse 38, if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. So, so again, it's humbling ourselves before God and realizing that we're sinners. And sinners means we've broken his, his commandments. And uh, in fact, I can kind of just go over, just go over them real quick. First commandment, you shall not. Have oh you shouldn't you shall have no other gods before me when 
we've all made a God in our own minds that's okay with everything we do. <clears throat> uh, two, you shall, you shall not make any idols. So have we, like, really liked something, like um, a car, house, or whatever, or just something we, we kind of admire, but we go overboard and stuff, that's an idol. You know, or if you, you really love somebody, and like almost to a worship thing, same thing. Three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. That's like cursing, you know, whatever, and using God's name in that, or OMG, same thing. Uh, number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Do you take a day of rest, and do you give it to God, and go to worship, and go to a church, and and spend time with God? Number five, honor your father and your mother. Do we honor our mothers and fathers? Because it says, because this is just a short version here of the Ten Commandments, but it also says, if you honor uh, to honor your father and mother, uh, uh, will help you have longer days on the earth. Number six, you shall not murder. That's that's pretty much a given. But if you hate somebody, it's the same thing. Seven, you shall not commit adultery. We already went over that. If you look at another person with lust, you've already done it. Uh, number eight, you shall not steal. We already covered that. You know, if you've done anything, because remember, God's standards are much higher than ours. We have a very low standard, and we're okay with ourselves because because we created God in our minds. It's okay with everything we do. Uh Number nine, you shall not bear false witness. That's lying. We're all guilty of that. Number ten, you shall not covet. That means wanting what somebody else has. I'm pretty sure that everybody's done it from time to time, you know, wanting something or whatever. Oh, that looks good. I really want to have that. Or oh, I like what that guy has or person has, whatever, you know. So. So what do we do? Well. Uh, let me give you one more thing, and this is from uh, Oswald, Oswald Chambers' devotion. It's the wisdom. It's a little. This is a short little verse that says, or statement of the remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> All right, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10 and 13. <clears throat> that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, this is King James Version, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, that shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth on the righteousness, with the mouth confession may salvation. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And and also, First John chapter 1. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So basically, just if you're serious, you understand that you've broken God's moral law, you're not a Christian. Or maybe you thought you are a Christian, or maybe you just want to get closer with the Lord. And here's something to think about. To remember, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10 and 13. As thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in the heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So remember, it's having it's coming with a sorrowful, contrite heart 
That means realizing you're guilty. Just like when you were a child and you did something wrong and your parents had to correct you, you were sorry for it and all, but you still had to get punished, you know. But this is to have everlasting life where God will forgive you of your sins and put your name in his Lamb's book of life, which which to be saved has to be put in there. And we do that by understanding and realizing mentally and, and everything that we have sinned against God by breaking the Ten Commandments or God's moral laws. So, you have something to think about. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, those who are listening to this podcast, Lord Father God, I ask you that whatever state they may be in, whether they're saved or they want to they just want to learn more or they want to tighten up their life or they don't know you, Lord, that you will continually work on their heart and mind, Lord, Father God, and and please continue, Lord, to, to soften their heart and their mind, Lord, where they will come with a sort of a contrite heart, repent of their sins and put their trust in you alone, Jesus, start reading your word daily without fail and do what it says. So to fire you, I do it very quickly. God bless.